is the Real Kipper and Bourne Show National Edition. We are live on Sportsnet, Sportsnet 650 in Vancouver and Sportsnet 960 in Calgary. This hour of Real Kipper and Bourne brought to you by Bet365. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. And in a few minutes, we'll welcome in Eddie Olchuk. Just give me a chance. Just give me a chance. TNT tonight. Good game, right? He's got, was it Boston, Edmonton? Boston versus the Oilers. Now, are we under the impression that Boston is who they were last year and this year, and now they're just going through a little bit of a, a funk or... Maybe a little more concerned about uh, holding on to uh, a top spot in the Atlantic. Well, as things currently stand, the Boston Bruins are slated to face the Toronto Maple Leafs in the first round. Mm. And I wouldn't say Leafs fans are as fear-filled as they would have been previous matchups, right? This Bruins team lost a ton of players in the offseason. We're really held together by spectacular goaltending for the first few months. They've been struggling for a little bit here. Just four four wins in their last 10 games. They have been passed by Florida for first in the Atlantic Division. And, yeah, I think they're a step back from where they, they've been. It is kind of remarkable, though, that we thought with the loss of Patrice and Krejci that there was going to be this major drop-off. Yes. Like, how can you not? But this I guy goes he, from winning the Selkie yeah. every year for half his career to gone. No Bergeron, no Krejci, no Taylor Hall, no Nick Felino. I mean, there's like seven players, if you go through the whole list, that were pretty important players that they just they're not, didn't replace. They're not the the Bruins that the Leafs have lost to in the first round. No. They're they not, can still do that. Oh, without question. But and they're all, not the and same most team. likely will. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say most <laughs> likely, but there's a pretty good chance. Yeah. But yeah, it's a... Tough though that the Leafs are playing along at ten o'clock too, because it'd be a great after option where you watch full Leafs game and you put that. So it's a flick back option for you. Yeah, between the two late games, couple of good late ones tonight. Anyway, ooh, and we have Eddie O. Okay, let's welcome him in. He wanted a chance. We're giving him a chance. He says, "Just give me a chance." It's Eddie O. Give me a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Borny, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm Great here to too. Ed, Edzo, I'm I'm here too. I know who canceled on you today, Kipper. That's what I want to know. Go pull me out of the bullpen again, buddy. You texted me yesterday, and then the red light went on, and I'm like, we're getting Eddie O tomorrow. Teeing yeah. up the big Oilers Bruins game. He's sitting in his hotel room. Did you finish shopping? Did you go to the mall? Did you ride a roller coaster, Edzo, at the mall? No, no, I'm not good. I'm not good on roller coasters, Kipper. I'm not. I'm. I'm soft. I've always been soft. I don't. <laughs> I'm not embarrassed to say that. I don't. I don't need a roller coaster. I got a. I got enough roller coaster in my life, and let alone going on some ride that probably would get stuck if I ever got on a roller coaster. <laughs> nice. Well, okay. but, but good to see you guys. I hope you're well. Yeah, we are, right? pal. And then you're kind of teeing up a game that uh, you know if. Both teams found themselves in a Stanley Cup final. Would we be overly surprised? Uh, or, you know, at this point of the season, is it more unlikely? What are your thoughts about uh, the game tonight? Uh, I mean, look, at it. I think it's got a chance to be uh, a heck of a game. I think it's going to be very entertaining. I think both teams certainly want to uh, 
be better defensively here recently. I know when the Oilers went on there, what was like a 50 game winning streak, whatever it seemed like, it just seemed like it was forever. They never, they won every game and they were only giving up what uh, two or less, I think, and you know, more than half the games that they won on that incredible streak. But I think recently here and just being around both teams this morning, I mean, I think both sides would, you know, would like to probably be a little bit better defensively here than they had the last couple of games. But if it isn't, it's probably okay for us because we're doing a game down here on TNT in the States. And, uh, you know, could we have a 5-4, 6-4 type of game, 6-5? Yeah, I mean, I could see it. And both teams are going to generate. Both teams are going to give up chances. And whether or not the goaltending cooperates uh, on either side, that will probably be the determining factor. So I think it should be a, should be one hell of a game here in Edmonton tonight. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. I'm trying to get a sense for what to make of this Oilers team in terms of, you know, Stanley Cup contending legitimacy. You know, they had their terrible streak and then their great streak. They've been kind of on and off. You know, they've added Corey Perry. Not sure how you feel about that addition farther down the lineup. But where do you feel like this team is? It wasn't hard a few weeks ago to be like, maybe they're the best team in the NHL. But maybe that's a bit high praise for them. Yeah. Well, I would say that... um... I think for Edmonton, if they are going to make a run and, and when you look at what they've been able to do here, uh, you know, why, why wouldn't he be able to go on a run or a heater? I mean, the, the West, you know, I, I think through Vegas, if they could ever get healthy, you know, I mean, I know they lost last night to Nashville, but I still think, and I know Mark Stone got hurt. I didn't see if they're, you know, what the reports were today, but, you know, he didn't finish that game last night. And I still think that I believe the West still goes through Vegas, but you could make a case for Vancouver. You could make a case for Winnipeg. Uh, you could certainly make a case for Edmonton, uh, Dallas, right? I mean, Dallas is probably going to do something on the back end and try to bolster up their defense a little bit. And getting back to Edmonton, Borny, I, I, I would wonder, and I guess I would ask you guys is, would it be fair to say that, they might be in the market for, I don't know, maybe another top six forward if they can somehow, you know, figure that out when it comes to the gymnastics of uh, the salary cap. Like, I, I think to me, if, if you can push down the depth or, or push down players maybe into their depth, which is probably one of the biggest question marks that they have on the back or up front on their bottom six, if you can add another guy like you know a top six guy then all of a sudden it'd be like now now they can play with they can play with anybody and not have to count on mm-hmm. just connor and leon and and you know we know what hyman brings and you know when kane is really playing like he's such an effective player so um long-winded i would say that you know why why can't they it seems like the defense is playing the best that they've played in a long long time and yes you have to give coach knoblock a, a lot of credit but uh, I, I don't think you can underestimate the impact that Paul Coffey has had on this on this blue line and these guys and uh, in getting them to really buy in and uh, had a great conversation with Coff today. And, you know, he just I think he believes in challenging guys, but I think he, he really feels there's a healthy competitive balance there and uh, and the guys push one another. And I think it, it's showing up here. And when you look at Ekholm and Nurse, really, the you know, those guys are kind of the glue guys on their back end. And when those guys are playing well, it seems like the Oilers play well. And, uh, you know, you, you you probably camouflage a lot of deficiencies that you might have is when you can really play well without the puck. And I think that's one thing 
that this team has been able to prove is that they can win low scoring games and they're better defensively than maybe everybody thought they were earlier in the season. And the numbers probably bear that out. Were you able to get a, a smile out of cough at all or just a chuckle or something oh, that uh, is he a serious yeah. guy? In, in, in showed that he's enjoying himself? Oh, he's kept, he, he is, I look at, I, anytime I'm around him, I'm, I'm always smiling cause he's, he's smiling and he's laughing and uh, talking about the old days and uh, him standing behind the bench and look at like, he, he's been around this team for a while, right? You know, whatever the role was for him as an advisor or whatever it was, but he hasn't, I think he's got obviously tremendous respect from everybody inside that room. But I think, I think that's probably helped him in this position where he's had relationships with a lot of guys. And, um, but I think he's, I mean, he's loving it. I, I, he is. I mean, I, I just feel, um, you know, feel the passion and feel the ability to be able to help make a difference. And, you know, the one thing he told, you know, he, he told myself and Johnny Forslund and, and Jackie Redmond this morning when we had our little, you know, little greet with, with, with cough was, um, was that he like, Hey, look at like mistakes are going to happen, right? Like, you know, you're a defenseman and, and get, you know, you're going to make mistakes and the puck's going to end up in your back of your net, but you know, it's almost like a reliever. And these are my words, not his, but it's almost like a reliever in baseball. It's like, look, you're going to give up one in the bottom of the ninth and you're going to lose the game or you're going to give up a game tying run. Okay. Well, what's your next shift? What's your next pitch? What's your next inning? And I think when you have that, um, obviously the, 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 the resume of Paul coffee, but then also the, the ability to be able to let your defenseman know and just say, Hey, look at like, you know, I'm going to make a mistake. It's, it's, it's okay, but you know, we're going to learn from it. So I, I think, uh, I think he's loving it, Kipper. I really do. Yeah. He's, uh, obviously he's done a really, really good job with the, with the, you know, with the core guys that they have on this team and, and get a chance to really help mold these guys and look at who, who is better uh, offensively and be able to see and read and be in every situation than a guy like Paul Coffey. So I'm happy for him and uh, he's doing a great job. No question. We're talking to Eddie old Chuck Stanley cup champion, top hockey analyst in Edmonton, teeing up the Bruins and the Oilers on TNT. And so we were having a conversation on how wide open we think this season is uh, for a potential Stanley cup win. And, you know, we just watched Vancouver lose three games in a row, I think, for the first time all season. We're seeing Boston lose, what, four out of five. And we're just wondering how active, if it's as wide open as we might think, will be the trade deadline come March 8th. Yeah, I think it is wide open. I mean, I would say in the Eastern Conference that, uh, to me, without hesitation, is uh, the Florida Panthers, like, they they just are a machine right now and they've got it going on i saw them uh i can't even i don't even know what days it is but i was i saw them play pittsburgh recently that's all i know and uh like they they've got it going on right like they can play any way you want and bob is you know obviously the goaltending is is very good it's playing they're playing very well defensively if you want to play a 7-5 game they'll be more than happy to play that type of game if you want to play a two-one-three-two type of game, they can play that. And if you want to go ahead and get down and dirty, Kipper and, and Borney, uh, they're willing to uh, go ahead and do that too. So, uh, to me, I think in the Eastern Conference, uh, you know, barring any injuries or you know anything like that, 
I don't know what you guys think, but I think it is the Florida Panthers right now uh, and everybody else. And I, it'll be interesting to do what the Rangers did. I did the Rangers Islanders game, the uh, stadium series at MetLife on Sunday. And, you know, when you look at Panarin and Zabinijad and Kreider and Fox on the back end, it looks like Shesterkin has kind of found his game. I would look at the Rangers, I think, being very active because I still think that they need some help at the center ice position and, you know, maybe another another D-man on the back end. There's no reason why the Rangers can't, you know, to make another run. So I look at those two teams and go, would I be surprised if either one of them is in the, in the, uh, in the cup final? No, I would not. Um, but I think it is, it is about matchups. It is about staying healthy and, you know, maybe who's the team that steps up and uh, makes a big move at the deadline. And all of a sudden the New Jersey devils acquired Jacob Markstrom, or, mm-hmm. you know, some kind of a move like that where all of a sudden a team gets in and you sit there and go, yeah, you know, like you got to play who you got to play, but that's a much different team. If, uh, if you can add a, a huge piece. So I would say it's the Florida Panthers and everybody else right now in the East. Yeah, the uh, the Markstrom and Devils thing is really looming. So that Devils team seems like, uh, you know, there's a lot there for their lack of success. You know, the, the team going up uh, against the Oilers in your game tonight, Boston, um, yeah. you didn't mention there the Leafs looking to them going, God, are we going to draw the Bruins as a first-round opponent right. yet again? Um, you know, they didn't fall off as quite as much as we thought they would to start the season, kind of struggling a bit more of late. You know, where do you slot them in compared to the previous version of the Bruins, which had 136 points or whatever it was last year? Yeah. I mean, I heard you guys talking, I mean, just with the losses that they had, I mean, you're not gonna, you're going to take a hit in every aspect of of your team is when you lose the, you know, forget the leadership and the all worldness of Patrice Bergeron, but you know, David Krejci coming back and be able to make plays through the middle of the ice. And you're probably, you're, you're playing guys probably more than you should in in certain spots and, and guys are elevated into, into roles and, you know, you make some moves, you bring some guys in and, you know, look at it is, is Donnie Sweeney and Cam Neely. Are they, you know, would they like to add, uh, you know, a piece or two for, yeah, absolutely. I don't think there's any doubt, but, you know, I think when you look at the goaltending there, I mean, that's the one thing you could really lean on Borny and like, like the Bruins, like, I think they're very comfortable in playing in, you know, playing in those lower scoring games, mm-hmm. but, you know, do they have enough help there with, you know, with, 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 with Marshan and Pasternak and, you know, with Charlie McAvoy on the back end. So, you know, can they defend as well as they've done in the past? Yeah. They've been going through a tough time here, but um, you know, I think any time that the Bruins get in, you know, I, I still think that they would be a, you know, they're going to be a tough out just because of the guys in goal and uh, you know, the difference makers that they do have. And, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you just find different ways to, you know, to win and you don't have to, you know, Patrice Bergeron wasn't going to be there forever and Krejci, you know, being there and then leaving and then eventually coming back. So, um, you know, I, I like the Bruins team and it'll be interesting to see, you know, what they do with guys that they have are unrestricted and then what they do, you know, as far as cap space and everything else. Uh, Lindholm is not here. He is not, that was a, you know, he got hurt in their last game. So that's oh, yeah. obviously a, a big void for them. Um, you know, right now, because, you know, I don't think he's played as well as he did last year or when he came the year prior at the trade deadline. But, you know, if you can, you know, if you, if you can run out uh, Lindholm on, you know, on one set of D and then have, you know, McAvoy come out, I mean, they're in a pretty good spot when it comes to the guys on the back end. So yeah, there's some holes, but you know, every team has holes and, you know, can you just be able to plug them enough to give yourself a chance to, 
to uh, to win around and and move on. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Bruins, you know, play down the stretch and then into uh, you know into the trade deadline and then obviously in the playoffs. Eddie, you got tonight uh, Connor McDavid. Uh, so plenty of greatness uh, in in your hockey game tonight. Just recently with another back to back hat trick for Austin Matthews. It yeah. seemed. Uh, just prior to that, he was kind of on the outside looking in when you thought about uh, an MVP type of year. Not anymore, Kipper. Not anymore. Right Not there anymore. right there with uh, Nate and Connor Kucherov. And Kucherov. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Look, if this guy, that being obviously Austin Matthews, if he scores 70, you'd be hard-pressed not to give him the MVP. I, I, I yeah. don't, you know, look at when's the, la- when's the last time we had one? Early 90s? Yeah, I think 93 or something like that. It's been a long yeah. time. Yeah. McGillney. Uh, regardless McGill- regardless of uh, what Nate and, and Connor end up, like, would they have to kind of pull back a little bit here for you? Or or just well, look, no, I mean, the, the look, number you're, 70 you're talking, wins. Yeah, look at your... I mean, those three guys, I mean, look, we know what Connor is. We, we obviously, we know that. I mean, he's, you know, he's the greatest right now, but guys are having unbelievable seasons in Kucherov, right? I mean, Kucherov's got 33, 34, whatever the number is points ahead of, I think it's Braden point the last time I checked, but I mean, that, that is like, that's large without a doubt. And McKinnon is obviously, you know, he's played on a whole nother level and we know how great he is. But when I think when you look at the year, and if you took, I think if you took Austin Matthews out of the lineup for the Toronto Maple Leafs, would they be in the playoffs? They would not. I would argue that they would be a bubble team. Yeah. 25% I mean, of the goals. Yeah. Right, right, <laughs> right. But I mean, I guess you could, you could maybe argue that, you know, you could probably argue that with, with obviously Kucherov. You could argue that obviously with, with Connor, but you still have, you still have Leon. And you could argue that with 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 McKinnon because you still have Rantanen and Makar. So I I think the team that would take the biggest hit out of those four guys we're talking about would be would be the would be would be the Leafs. Now that's just my opinion. And when you start talking about well, how many? I mean, seventy goal scorers in the history of the game. Handful. I mean, you're talking. You're talking Espo. You're talking Gretz. You're talking Mario. You're talking Solani. You're talking Brett Hull three different times. Right. I mean, McGillney, like Salani, like these are, like, it's, yeah. it doesn't happen. So if you get 70, I, I would like, I don't, you know, I don't, I, if I had a vote and he gets 70 goals, um, all due respect to everybody else, but look at, I would give it to Austin Matthews if he scores 70 goals. Cause we don't see this very often. Like we, yeah. I guess we just expect him to score 70 goals. Well, you know, he's had an unbelievable, and he, you know, I hope he gets his 50th and at home in front of his family and friends and, you know, in Arizona and what have you. But I don't know what you guys think, but I think if he gets 70, he would have my vote and all due respect to everybody else in the years that they have. For sure. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. We um, we were having a conversation uh, in our first hour about trying to get some help for the Leafs' top guys um, at the trade deadline here, and they don't have a ton of uh, assets. One thing they do have is this Easton Cowan, who is, you know, Sam McKee says he's the best player in the OHL this year. You know, he's he's been spectacular for them. Where do you sit on the idea of trading someone who looks like a surefire good NHLer now 
to get someone for, you know, a maybe team like the Leafs, saying that maybe they're the 10th best team in the league. Do you think it's worth the risk to trade a player, a young potential star, to get help for a guy like Matthews now? Yes. Because there are no guarantees. I think there are no guarantees, right? I mean, they're they're expected to, at least, I mean, again, on the outside looking in, I I don't know what Shani or Trees or anybody, you know, on the inside, what's the, you know, the, the end game here, but I would sure I'm sure for the fan base, it's like we're not this isn't this isn't about you know, this isn't about next year, yeah. I mean, or or two years from now. Like it's like, okay, you know, the sand in the hourglass is uh is is dwindling here and and if we can add, you know, whomever that might be, and we think that we can get to the conference finals and then you never know from there. So um, you know, all teams are built differently. And everybody has different philosophies, but if you got a chance, you can bolster up the team. I would say, let's go for it. Two names I'll give you: Joe Newendike, is he Jerome available? Aginla. Oh, sorry. What about them? Deadline the, moves. Joe Newendike moves from Calgary to Dallas. They win the Stanley Cup. Aginla goes in, has a Hall of Fame career in Calgary. No one regretted that trade. I like that. That works. You happy with that, Edzo? Remember that one, Edzo? Hey, yeah, that's right in that's right in our wheelhouse, Kipper. Uh, that is those guys are right, yep. right smack dab in our era. And look at I, you know, for me, I, I would you'd be all in, like you push your chips all in. Like it's really interesting, like when you think about it. But like I know Pittsburgh did not come up here, but boy, oh boy, like somebody's gonna get Jake, somebody's gonna get Jake Gensel, and uh, this yeah. guy's numbers in the playoffs are just like Borny, you know, like. His numbers in the playoffs are just like, I mean, they're Hall of Fame like, like, like that's fact. Like when you look at what he's done in the playoffs, and he can get healthy again and whatever, like, and he's going to get paid. He's going to get some. He's going to get fresh powder next year, and rightfully so. And you know, is he going to be nine plus? Is he going to be ten million? I have no idea. I know he's a little bit older, obviously, than than uh, than uh, Willie Nylander, but like he's he's proven that uh, he is a big time player and super intelligent IQ off the charts and be really interesting to see what Kyle Dubas does in Pittsburgh, because uh, I think moving forward, because look at they're a bubble team. They have been a bubble team. If they don't, if they don't make it again, there's, they're not making a playoffs next year either. Mm -hmm. So like, I think anything is on the table at Pittsburgh. I mean, that's the way, that's the way I would handle it. I think that's the way that you have to look at it and go, Hey, we don't make it again. Like, look, they haven't won around it since what? 18 been a while now yeah it's true they haven't they haven't got they haven't got past the first round i think since 18 so my quick math tells me that that's a lot of playoffs that's that's this is a run and a half here where they're not used to this in pittsburgh so where does gensel end up and uh what happens in pittsburgh moving forward if they don't make the playoffs for the second straight year Okay, Adzel, one more, and I'm, I'm going to let you go because I know you got a lot of prep work for Boston Oilers tonight uh, for, for TNT, and that is the OV question because he scored two last night. He's got 18, but eight of them in the last eight games. So writing off OV uh, a little quick for some. Right, say that again, Kipper. OV. Two goals yeah. last night. He's got 16, yeah. but eight of them in the last eight yeah. games. And I'm okay. just wondering if if some were uh, ready to write this guy off. No, I don't. I don't think so. 
I mean, why? I mean, every 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 great player, every goal scorer, goes through stretches where it's not happening, right? And it, and and he look at think about it. He plays every power play. He plays probably eighty five percent of every power play. He's going to get his looks, and he's going to he's he's on a heater now, and he's going to go on another heater before the end of the year, and then he's going to go on one next year. It's just it's just the way that it is. I mean, so yeah, where there's some people thinking, well, you know, like he's going to only get maybe twelve this year, and he might only get fifteen next year, and he's still going to be you know thirty shy of Gretz or whatever the number is. Like uh, this 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 guy's a goal scorer, and look at what's going to go is 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 the is the the body and the feet before the hands do mm-hmm. that that's for sure. Like, that's just the reality of it. That's what goes for all the great, you know, for all the great goal scorers, like your hands are always going to be there and you're always going to be able to score. It's not whether or not you can just get there enough and get there is like you used to, but for Ovi, he's yeah, he's, He's fine. He's he's fine. He's, I, I know we're letting him go. I just want to fill you in, Edzo. He's actually been on the ice for 96.1% of the Capitals' power play time. 96.1. Not a joke. Okay. Well, is that 96% Canadian? I was doing the, uh, the U.S. I was doing the U.S. Right. Yeah, that's with the, the exchange rate, yeah. So what's the order again, Edzo, that disappear at the end of your career? Your hands, your feet, your legs, or your wife? No, 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 no. no. Your, hands, your hands are the last thing to go. Hands, okay. And the wife? Hey, for you, for you, for you, it was your look. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good man, Edzo. Thanks for doing this. Love you guys. Thanks, Edzo. Appreciate it. Eddie Olchuk. What Former a guy. teammate. Yep. Fun guy. Yeah, I'm um, no kidding. It was awesome. I was just the Ovi thing. Uh, I was eight, watching. Uh, eight, you know, really? I, was, I watched the end of the Penguins Islanders last night, and we go straight to Ken Reed and Ivanka, and I'm watching that. And they're showing the highlights, and just every one that goes in, I'm like, oh, just wincing at Ovi like, goals. Oh, how many are we weigh now? It's like 56 away. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no, 56. The there Jesus. There, there were some games you, you watched this year. You would never have thought eight goals in eight games would ever be in Possible. the yeah in the in a formula moving forward in his career. You know, like he, he was he's been slow at times. Yeah, but. Can still shoot it in the net. Well, and that's the thing is that shot. Like the other day, he scores one off the faceoff, which he scored. Everyone talks about his one timer. Yeah. His off the faceoff wrist shot goals. He's mm. got to have I don't know, at least seventy. Where he just catches it in traffic and yeah. it's in the back of the in net traffic. Before and you're like, Yo, knows, how did he yeah. even get that off? Yeah. And it's yeah, the goalie's still looking through yeah. traffic. Yeah. So he's going to finish with what twenty seven goals, thirty goals. Yeah. Is that <laughs> is that sixteen? I mean, this show is just open. Are you on board with rooting against over here? Uh, I don't know. I I want to cheer for him. Yeah, I'm going to cheer for him. Ah. I am. All right. Like, no. pol- politics aside. Yeah, it's not even. It's, come on, it's an amazing achievement of what he's done over the course of his career. Yeah. Come on. If I'm, I would. I'll put off ice politics aside, but like as a born and bred Canadian, like, I don't want our national, I don't want a Russian guy to have it. It's like, they're our biggest rival. It's always been the case. Like, I, you know, I don't, I've never liked Dovey for that reason. Since we killed him in the World Juniors, he was wearing that tinted visor, never liked him. So I want him to have it. I want Gretzky to have it. 
That's how it I'm is. Okay with that. People yeah. can cheer. People can cheer against them. It's, it's good, yeah. right? Okay, let's take a quick break. Or are we going to go to? Uh, uh, let's uh, take a break. Time? Let's take a break. Okay. Yeah. Take All a quick right. break. Yeah. You get it. JB producing the show today. I yeah. like it. Thanks. Taking charge. All right. Appreciate JB that. says we're taking a break, and when we return, we're back with more real Kipper inborn. Get smarter when you listen to Hockey Talk, the Hockey PDO cast with Dmitry Filipovich. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Just going to break. You remind me of my wife. Wow, Jamie. I don't know what to do with that. No, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me finish because <laughs> she's like, you, you don't check your tax. Oh, yeah. Right? And I'm like, well, like, I do, but yeah, when it's convenient. Intermittently. Right? Yeah. And um, my apologies to you because as we went towards break, I didn't check check any text messages. And you sent me one that said... Uh, Go to break. My nose is bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I truly, I need to get it cauterized. Like, I need to go do the thing where they actually, like, like burn it in there. Because it's a daily thing. I, I don't have the Jake McCabe going right now. I got it out. I think I got to stop just in time. Well, but I may bleed <laughs> some at some point. I'm glad you show. pulled the tissue out of your nose right before we went back on air. Or else someone's going to think I punched you in the nose. <laughs> and actually, yeah, we could have done a nice bit there. But, yes, I am at risk at all times. Of having a bleeding nose. So, so it must have been my third or fourth year at Sportsnet. And I'm on the desk. And I'm working with Bill Waters. And his nose starts bleeding. Yeah. And, but, but like. Bleeding. 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 Yeah. And the, the, I could see from a monitor the camera guy kind of shake a little bit to get him off the air. Like yeah. get the look off the air. And yeah, the, the whole studio was kind of in a bit of a panic. Well, and that's the thing is I've, I've actually said this to my wife because it happens so frequently. I was like, I don't know yeah. what will happen, but I think I'm just going to sit here like McCabe. I'm going to have <laughs> one of those big plugs in my nose, and you're all just going to deal with it. It's a hockey show. And we're still on a- the air. They just won't show him. And then all of a sudden, like, there's camera people and producers trying to get him a, a tissue. <laughs> but, you know, they're under the desk trying to get him a tissue, yeah. and all you could see is, like, the hand, like, we were <laughs> – this is like uh, watching the Adams family. It yeah. was like the hand. What do you call that thing? The thing. The thing. Yeah, it was. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was like trying to get him a tissue. Yeah. And I'm I like, should be okay. We got to make it through 20 minutes. So I said, Wilbur, like, are you okay? He goes, Nikki, don't tell anybody this, but I just plucked a few nose hairs right before. <laughs> and I'm like, Wilbur. I ain't telling a word. Your secret is safe with me. Until Until, now. Until national television. Until 2024. What's the cutoff? Uh, 20 years? Yeah, Yeah, no, you've passed the the statute of limitations. Exactly. Fun Uh, fun times with Bill Waters. Game time? Game time. Game time. Uh, It's game time. Visited by Bet365. Visit the app for latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary. Bet365 must be 19 plus. Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Now, you know what I'm going through tonight. This is... If there's a Sammy pick of all Sammy picks on game time, I'm going to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Hold on, can the, I call it? And the Arizona Coyotes. Kerfuckle. 
No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Flex seal. Flex seal, He has baby. eight all year. He does not do a lot of the goals. He's got one in his last five, so he's hot. That's, red hot. That's red hot for Alex Kerfoot. It doesn't matter if he hadn't scored since he left. Tonight is the night that he scores a goal, and the number for that is not great. Plus 320, but they probably know that uh, they're going to get some action on this because yeah. Leaf fans know that there are a few things that former Leafs like to do more than score against the team. So give me an Alex Kerfoot goal tonight for sure. Have they not seen the Coyotes this year at all? No, they haven't. And then they play them again, again next Thursday. Yeah, at home. Sweet. So uh, it's been a decent schedule for them. For who? Leafs. Yeah, they've had a little softer pocket here for yeah. sure. And uh, two more that I like for tonight. The Buffalo Sabres are in Montreal. The Buffalo Sabres should not be favored by minus 150 over anybody. Habs on home ice. Give me the Habs plus 125. And the last one is the game that's on Sportsnet 1 tonight with the Edmonton Oilers and the Boston Bruins. Oilers are pretty big favorites, minus 135. Boston coming in there, plus 115. They've been on a bit of a, bit of a uh, you know, tough stretch for them. But I don't mind the value on one of the best teams in the league at plus 115 heading in to take on the Oilers. And that was game time presented by Bet365. Visit the app for latest odds and find out why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must 19 plus, Ontario only. Please play responsibly. Beautiful. There you go. All right. All right. So, um, Pittsburgh. Mm. Pick up a little bit of the conversation we had earlier with uh, Edzo, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, as we know, heading a little south this season. Uh, everything's great. <laughs> uh, Kyle Dubis met the media. Mm. And we've got a little sound of that. Uh, what do you want first? About Gensel? Uh, no, I want us a little first here. Okay. Let's all put our loafers on in Kyle Dubas's shoes and, and ask us, okay, why do I want to speak to the media today? And your answer is? Noise. Quiet the noise. Quiet the noise. Quiet the noise. See, I, I'm the opposite. You just, you just made it louder. Yeah, that is, that is like putting out a fire with kerosene. Yeah, like I don't understand. That's the logic, though, right? Like, why you would go and meet the media? And he did it so little here in his final year. But isn't this fine? Like, uh, don't we want this more from general managers to come out and talk about their teams? And- yeah, selfishly. Yeah, so we could 100%. then grab what we can and then beat them over the head with it. <laughs> it's an entertainment product, after all. <laughs> did you? Did you? Okay. Nobody has an answer. Then why Kyle Dubas? I don't have an would obvious answer. Lose four to five, and then meet the media. No. Okay, because I I can't figure it out. I think last night was tough. I think you know they lose a game to a team that's directly in front of them in the standings where they have a chance to, you know, win a game in regulation. Well, they didn't have the chance to win the game in regulation, but if you beat them in regulation last night, you get a little closer to a playoff spot. You can kind of sell some hope a little bit more. That's in Pittsburgh last yes. night. And they they come back, make a valiant effort after we were talking about how they were done, and they come back, score two goals, they lose in overtime. I just think that the way that team is constituted, he took, like this offseason was a win-now offseason for them. Right? Where it's like, you think about all the moves they made. Mm-hmm. It was a win now, we're going to win. They traded for Eric Carlson. 
Yeah, they signed Ryan Graves that long contract. Yeah, that's they right bring too. In, Graves. They bring in Riley Smith. They signed Achari, Tra- Cookie. Yeah, they tra- they bring in uh, Trist- they re-signed Tristan Jari to that long deal. Like I think there's just a lot of win now moves, and you're not winning now. And I think last night was a big spot. Okay, so now we've got our answer. Why you met the media? To me, that's why because he needs to backpedal. I hundred percent think so. On those moves, yeah, or just justify what's happening. No, there's no justifying it, it. You're losing. Yeah, you're not justifying anything. What you're saying basically is, my plan A sucked, and now mm. I've got to come up with a plan B. And okay. The first one was preaching patience, and we're going to try to win now. Also. I think there is some measure of preparing the fans for what's coming. I think maybe a bit of a decision gets made last night where you're going, if we're not going to be able to win, then we're going to have to sell some guys, and maybe the fan base should know that we're a little hesitant. Don't talk about playoffs. Playoffs. We're eight points out of a playoff spot. Yeah. Playoffs. Okay, what do you have for us? Did you see the report yesterday from our competitors that they're listening on all non-core players, okay? So that got brought up to him today at the press conference, and this was his answer. I think it's clip two, Derek. Yeah, I, I didn't see the exact uh, verbiage or wording of it. Um, I only I had another GM mention it to me today or ask me about it clearly. I think we've received a lot of calls on a lot of our players, especially as our team has been in the spot that it's at. My view of it, Rob, has been to... I feel like out of respect to the group here and what they've accomplished, I'm trying to be as patient as possible and, and give the group the time, and I've outlined that to them to, to show that we can really make a push and make a run at it. Um, as we've continued to kind of stay level or, or drop, you know, we look up today at the standings, it's, it's, not, it's, a, it's a daunting task. Is the group capable of it? Yes, I think we've shown this year that we are, but we're running out of time to show that we can do it consistently. So as we've had, you know, coming out of the, out of the All-Star break, you know, we lose two or three. Last week is the same. We lose two or three. The calls from teams that are, that are, these are really good players here. So teams are calling more and more asking, are they going to be available? And um, so, you know, that's, that's, it's my job to, to listen to it. But I haven't, you know, there's been no discussion about these guys are and these guys aren't available. A lot of teams are just calling and asking about a litany of our players. So uh, why, aren't they, why aren't they all just available? Free Sid. Just let, do it all. You're not going anywhere. Free Sid, I love it. You're done. Like, uh, I, he, does, did he give us the impression that like he's still going to be a little patient here? Is, is that what you got out of that? Well, I think he is paying lip service to those players, while also saying, you know, kind of being a carnival barker and drumming up business here. You know, like everyone's available. You know, the- you've had 53 games. You are who you are after 53 games. Absolutely. So yeah. where where do you think you're going to wait a little longer? I, I mean, they have a couple games in hand on the teams they're chasing. If they won them both, then all of a sudden they were four points out of a playoff spot. You know, could they sneak in and do what Florida did last year? They have enough playoff experience. Are they talking themselves into, you know, not giving up on a team that has playoff experience? Verbiage or wording of it. I don't want to accuse our good friend Kyle of fibbing. Okay. Okay. But who outside, like, the core is Sydney, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, Eric Carlson. I guess 
Eric Carlson, I guess he's part of the core. Oh, yeah. Just because of... I don't even know what core means. No, but that's what he said. But, like, who outside of that would they people be kicking down the door for outside of Gensel, I guess? Like, is it Brian Rust, Ricard Raquel at $5 million bucks, Riley Smith at $5 million bucks, Jeff Carter at $3 million bucks, Lars Eller, he Drew O'Connor? He says they're good players here. They're good players here, he says. Well, then why aren't they winning? Jansen <laughs> Harkins? Like, I, 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 just, right. I look at this cat-friendly page, and I'm like, suck. Who, are, who are the guys that people are kicking down the door for? That Ricard Raquel, jeez. There would be a Awful number of teams contracts. that would want Malkin and Latang at, well, yeah. at a song. Well, yeah. Right? Well, you're not suggesting that would be possible. I'm, I, uh, anything's possible if you have the right conversation with them. And I don't understand for one second. Um, and again, Malkin was not Kyle's signing. No. And Latang was not his signing. Nor was Raquel. Nor was... So you can go back and say, hey, I appreciate uh, what Hex- Ron Hextall and, and Brian Burke were trying to do, but this is not my deal, and I, I need you to lift. Uh, no moves and trade uh, lists. I think it's Brian Burke who actually says that he would never go to someone who mm-hmm. had a no trade and ask them unless someone else signed it, yeah. he was a new GM, and then he'd have that conversation. So I think, yeah, Kyle would... Be able to. What was have the other one? He, did Did he mention? Well, it's the Gensel thing where well, he, he basically has, said he's traded. He has. You want to wow. hear the Gensel clip? Yeah. That's we, my reading into it. We yeah. have uh, clip one, please, Derek, on Gensel. You know, I, I understand how valuable he's been as a teammate, person in the community, contributor to to helping the team win um, Stanley Cup and and so on and so forth. So it's it's important, but at the at the same time. You know, we have to take stock of where we're at and, and um, you know, be realistic about the fact that, you know, one of the issues we have is we need to get, uh, we need to get younger. And, um, you, know, you know, we have a lot of guys in their, in their 30s signed. Some of them are some of the best players in the history of the franchise. And it's tough with Jake, as I've said to him, because he's, um, he's an excellent player and playing at an elite level. But, um, you know, we have to find a way to continue to have those solid veteran guys, but also continue to get younger at the same time. Oh, my God. Word salad. Are you kidding me? He said, be realistic about where we are. and We need to get younger? We need to get this younger. This is the guy that went out and got Carlson seven months ago? Hell, he this signed. is the guy that went and got Riley Smith? How about Achari? Achari? Achari, the heavy feet. And then you got the gall to come seven months later and say, we need to get younger now? For Seriously? Of it. We're all looking for the guy who did this. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That makes no sense. Well, yeah. No, it doesn't. makes no sense. Well, he, he is backpedaling. You mentioned that this may be a bit of a backpedal, and I think that's what's happening. He talked about Gensel playing at an elite level right now. He's been a great contributor here. Like, yeah, that's a, exactly the sound. So someone's going to get Gensel. So we had uh, Edzo on before, and he talked about Gensel's playoff numbers. Yeah. He's a stud. Oh, my God, yeah. So in regular season games, he's a .93 um, points per game. He's a even point per game. 58 playoff games. Are you looking it up? 58 playoff games, 58 playoff points, 38 playoff goals. So he's, he's a better playoff performer than regular season performer. And way above in terms of goals per game. So how are you going to get younger? Because last time we checked, Pittsburgh doesn't ac- actually have a, a, a ton of stock, right? They're not... Arizona loaded up with a gazillion draft picks here. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to do this? They don't have a and lot you of only assets. got what? 
They're old. They're missing playoffs. Six years on your contract? Seven? <laughs> Sam and I before the show were like, he, you know what he should do? Is he should go back in time and not run his mouth in his press conference and just be, <laughs> you know, not get fired from his old job. Because this job is harder, the one he has in Pittsburgh considerably. Oh, it's way... Like, Picking up Eric Carlson was asinine. It was stupid from the second it happened. Yeah, we all... And, and everyone that. knew it. It was pretty universal. I was like, wow, that was aggressive but some people were excited about it because they didn't give up that much but it's like yeah but look what you got you gotta pay him 10 mil for it's a fascinating what if if, if that, he were if still that, the if that, oh, if he didn't say anything if that him. monday press conference I doesn't happen die to find out Do you think what he... sid would have thought of that press conference today uh yeah so eric carlson is owed 10 million from mm-hmm. the penguins what do you think? What do you think Sid's Career. thinking right now, listening to this, going, like, I, oh, I'm on board. Yeah, just get rid of, get younger. He's still I'm on board young and enough. I charge fifteen you know, an hour, fifteen dollars an hour. You know what he's for feeling? Babysitting. He's like the Mile House City starting to sound a lot better. I'm gonna go play with my with my uh, Cole Harbor buddy Nathan McKinnon. Liam, just like that's the thing about this. We're all dancing around the all oh, retool. Re- this is going to be scorched earth very soon. No. What? Well, I just said they're not going to trade Sid. They're not that scorched earth. But, the, but like, how old Sid? This is barreling, toward, this is barreling towards yeah. scorched earth. So at this point, you should be listening, not just to the core players. Every single person on that team should be in play, including Sid. Like, I, you need Sid's permission to get out of bed in the morning. If you're the GM of the Penguins, let alone trade them. But you don't think Sid, they're like, hey, we, you want to go to Colorado? He's like, no. He's I do think say he's no? Say no. I do think you do? Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I don't know anymore. I, I don't. Uh, this I don't is Sid's call. Anymore. I would think Kyle would be avoiding Sid <laughs> in the hallways, <laughs> yeah. by the arena. Well, yeah. I hope he's not upstairs uh, near the offices because... I need a full report where he is because I'm on the other side of the building. Like well, Ace Ventura walking by Mr. Shikadance with a palm frond. It's, it's just <laughs> sliding by Sid. It's a good thing that it's like well documented how superstitious Sid is. And like you've seen his like exact walk in every day. He walks in the exact same way. So just avoid that. Yeah. They're good. You're fine. What does Sid want to do? Mm. I'm not sure he knows yet. Are they, they got the. Uh, Chutzpah, the temerity to ask him that in Pittsburgh? I would be a lot closer to wanting to leave and have one more crack at winning a cup at, my, <laughs> at, at the level that I can still play at than participate in what Kyle Dubas suggested today. Four of the next five games the Penguins have are against non-playoff teams. They got mm. the Canadians, the Kraken, the Flames. I put the Flyers in there. I think they're a non-playoff team. Mm. You know, can they run together some wins and then try is, to try to make playoffs? Uh, maybe even add. This is like one proud organization too. Mm. Really, like well, and we Dubis just watched. is looking to win the what happened last season. He wants to show that he got the better hand of how it all played out. Right? Can I tell you from a Leaf fan perspective? We don't get a lot of wins in this world. We truly don't. Like, it's, you know, we've been beaten down our whole lives with everything. This is a really, really great outcome for Leaf fans. (laughs) 
It is. Nothing tastes more delicious than Chardonnay. It is. So he leaves the cupboards bare here in Toronto. Yes. And then he goes and basically says the same thing in Pittsburgh. We suck. We got to get younger. And then after we trade trade for Eric Carl, like it's just, I'm really thrilled that he didn't go there and they just got sick and like they're like, they're great. They just stink. And a lot of the reason they stink is because of him. So there. Great. And that's good. It's a win for Leaf fans everywhere, (laughs) which is rare. So enjoy it. Wow, your bar is so low. I know. It it's truly. pathetic. Yeah. It's pathetic how low it is. I know who I am, though. Buddy, I know. I know who I am. Anyways, that was a solid 25-minute conversation yeah. with yeah. the Penguins. All right. All right. What else have we got? We got lots of stuff. So the Vancouver know. Canucks finally lose a match, or three in a row for the first time all season. Uh, Archie Baines played his first NHL game. Yeah, which is very cool. I didn't watch the whole game, but uh, what I saw, man, he he can it's move. An impact. Yeah, he can move. He's hard on a four check. Created some some good Battles things for them. Battles against the wall. Really nice story from Surrey. Um, awesome. Large South Asian population there. He's representative of that community, so very cool. And it's like, I mean, it works out perfectly. It's on like the mentor father. Yeah, his dad's, his dad's there. It's just like, that's incredible. It you love it. Really, really and he cool. set up Bluger. He could have had two NHL assists in his first game. He set up Bluger in the sweet spot twice, and he just yeah. pounded it into the, into the blocker. So, Austin Matthews scores, uh, becomes the yeah. first uh, player to 50 goals this year. Absolutely. That yeah. is a lot. In Arizona, you mentioned earlier in the show, he doesn't, it's not, Always a thousand percent, right? You can't have your pedal down to the floor, but I, he'll have the pedal down tonight. I think, I would expect. Yeah, it's not often that you're. Imagine being so good at hockey that you are a large favorite Number to score a goal three. in a NHL game. Three tonight. <laughs> I don't know. They're playing in one of those three-quarter sized rinks, aren't they? The NTR or whatever they call. Just like that, two hours gone on the real kipper and born show didn't bleed on the air didn't bleed on the air our thanks to eddie Olchuk, who gets ready for the oilers and the bruins tonight bill armstrong general manager of arizona coyotes in our first hour we thank him as well we thank you the most for joining us wherever you're watching and listening if you get a chance give us a rating and a review we'd love to hear from you get your thoughts on sammy and jb i'm off limits fair That's have a great fair. night everybody